Warning, the following show contains views of an extremely erotic nature. Those offended by sexual themes should slip into a nice warm bath, light some candles, and eat the soap. Through the night, making so much love. Dead sleep when the sun comes up. So lick it now, lick it good. Lick this pussy just like you should. Right now, lick it good. Lick this pussy just like you should. My neck, my back. Lick my pussy and my crack. My neck, my back. Lick my pussy and my crack. Hello, and welcome to Glasgow's Hello. number one gaming podcast. <laughs> Geshcast Gaming Podcast, coming to you live as ever from Phil's new flat. Yes. yes. Welcome home once again. Uh, so it's what? It's going to be the June podcast, I take it? Yes, going into June. Excellent. Good stuff. It's uh, 32. Yep, episode 32. Yep, this the sex episode. Tell me more. Well, <laughs> Phil and I decided, people at home, that <laughs> we needed some themes going on forward. So we're going to have... The structure of the shows aren't going to change. We're still going to have the usual stuff, but we're also going to have a discussion at the end of the show based on a certain theme. Mm. This this is uh, episode's theme is sexual intercourse. It's bold that we started off with sex as a theme because yes. there's so many we could have gone with, but for some reason, I think we'll go for sex. It makes it seem a little cheap. Well, that's exa- is it going to be cheap? But that's exactly what using sex in games is, isn't it? It's cheap. It's a cheap titillation, a cheap thrill, bringing somebody in for no for nothing. Well, let's hope it fucking works. And that's exactly what this podcast is. You downloaded it for absolutely fuck all. Yeah, it's freebie. Anyway, hit the music, Phil. Mm. Welcome back, folks. Hello. Uh, so, yes, before we kick off on our exciting sex chat, which uh-huh. I know everyone's now waiting for with... Bated breath and extremely hard penises. Uh, what, have, what have you been up to? Um, well, I was... Let's go around the houses. Okay. <laughs> Myself, I've had a week off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. Uh, no, I had a week off work. Um, I had a lot of plans. Dad really, jokes. I know. Really grand plans. I was going to do a lot of drawing. I was going to get you know, things done. Mm-hmm. I had a few computer problems, so I'm not getting, I didn't get anything done. I did watch a lot of Saved by the Bell. How did you watch so much? <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm intrigued. Well, Netflix. Ah, Netflix. Netflix. We used I used the service uh, Unblock US to get access to the US Netflix. I downloaded all Saved by the Bell about two years ago, mm-hmm. and then forgot to watch them, and then found them again on Netflix. Yep, I was so unbelievably happy. It's brilliant, isn't it? Just having unfettered access to Saved by the Bell. <laughs> What's your favourite episode so far? Oh, it's still always Jesse's song, man. <laughs> Jesse's song is the best episode. Well, Jessie gets addicted to caffeine pills. Ah, oh, she's got a lot on her plate. She does have a lot on her plate, you know, like... Uh, uh, being in the hot girl band, uh, Hot Sunday. Hot Sunday, the president of the debate team or something like that. And uh, she also has a big exam coming up. She also she's, got, a, she's got prelims. Uh, she also has a big arse. <laughs> a big long arse. Yeah. But, um, but apart from no, nothing really else, I think I did make a good burger. I saw your picture of the burger. Yeah, I tweeted it. I also watched Good Burger. With uh, Keenan Kel. With Keenan and Kel, exactly. Kel's dead. What? No, he's not. That's a nasty one. Trini from the Power Rangers is dead. Really? Aye. But Keenan and Kel are both still going strong. They were too tiger. <laughs> I don't think that's on. You watch it back when she says Sabretooth Tiger, it sounds she fucking weird. weird. She, she does, does say it odd. Still works. Sabretooth Tiger. Right. <laughs> Phil, you. Only have, I've got a few questions to ask you. Okay. So last episode you were talking about your new job. Jesus. Right, yes. How is the new job going? You had a week there without me to support you in the job. 
I've used it well. Yes. Did we mention the fact that we now work about three desks? Yes, we mentioned that right? last. Uh, okay, so Gavin's not been there providing his usual. I know everybody. I'm everybody's best pal. Bullshit, yep. but <laughs> that's me. That's me. So I've been using my time wisely to get involved with those around me. Okay. Do you think you've ingratiated yourself into snakes? Fucking sneaked your way in like the craven snake you are. I hope so. I like to think so. Mm-hmm. Done well, I think. Burrowed yeah. your way into the. It's hearts. definitely getting a bit more chilled out in regards of not feeling like I don't know anything. Yeah, you don't feel like you're walking on eggshells all the time. <sighs> but aye, it's been it's been a long couple of weeks. Good. No, I'm, gl- I'm glad though. Looking you're... forward to this weekend. Way against. Mm-hmm. Right. So next <laughs> on the agenda, personal interaction. That's out of the way. Right. Excellent. Forget personal interaction. We don't want to hear. We're about, all comfortable. I don't want to hear anything about you other than what you've done with games. So upcoming today, Max Payne came out. Max Payne Three. Mm-hmm. Max Payne Triple. I thought it was out last week for some reason. Was it wasn't, mate. It wasn't. I have no idea. Can you? That's really, fair enough. Don't know it's what to enough. tell you, mate. It wasn't. It's not like I went out and bought it. Did you buy it? I was going to go today after, in fact, we met each other. I was going to go to HMV and buy it, but I didn't. So I'll get it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really looking forward to playing it. I was wasn't too bothered, and not to really boost anyone else's website or podcast, but the Polygon review I thought was really good, and it made me think, yeah, that's a game I actually want to play. They'll be really thankful of the big shout out. I'm sure this. they are, I, I'm sure they're absolutely over the moon that Geshcast is I haven't is read it, but uh, everything I have read about Max Payne looks quite interesting. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other big thing I think is that this month is Dragon's Dogma, that comes out. Yes. Did you play the demo of that I yet? I still haven't played the demo, you've asked me this for about three weeks. It's, it's not like it's a great demo, like remember I used to hop on about Vanquish and how great the demo for that was, mm. and Vanquish is brilliant. That Dragon's Dogma isn't you're not going to be blown away by Dragon's Dogma demo, but it's fun. So I think I'll definitely get that when it comes out. I'll make get that on launch. Launch? Exactly. And Starhawk as well just came out. I'd probably get Starhawk, I think. Yeah. Why don't you get Starhawk? Uh-huh. There we go. <laughs> cool. Cheers, Dad. Um, did you did we have new releases? Uh, should we go into new releases for June? Yes. Come up for new releases and just rhyme them off to me. Cool. Uh, there is a... Do you like? Rayman Origin comes out in the 3DS. Yeah, well, we just downloaded the demo for that on 3DS. Mm-hmm. And it looks and so runs June bad. June 8th. We're going through June's reviews. Well, I wasn't too impressed with sloppy, it. man. I know. to see what we're doing. Come on, come on. Go. Rayman Origins 3DS. I thought it was very sloppy, the demo. Um, the game doesn't measure up, of course, to the PlayStation 3 version, which was very clear and crisp and, you know, really good high frame rate. This has a much lower frame rate. It's a lot fuzzier. The 3D... It works well enough, but it doesn't really add anything to the game in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but, no, I was very disappointed. I thought this could have been my nice wee handheld buy of the month. It doesn't look great, mm. no. But uh, it's a really good platformer. Mm-hmm. Obviously the best platformer game. on the 3DS, and I'm including Super Mario Even 3D Land. having only played the PS3 version, if it is just the same levels, then it's probably a better platformer than I would say. Very different games, Phil, no. Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw comes out in the Xbox 360 and PS3 uh, on the 15th of June. My birthday. Favourites of Deviants My everywhere. My birthday, everybody. Uh, that you looks know, like a game with some titties in it. Do you have any idea what you're after for your birthday? <laughs> you said I could only speak about games. Louisa was asking any me the other day uh, what I wanted to do, because it's my 30th mm-hmm. this year. She's like, do you want to do anything? And I'm like, no, no, no. You want me to stick a finger up your ass? <laughs> It'll only be in our ten years now. A doctor will have to do that. Oh, that's anyway. true. That's true. So I've got that. Oh, fucking ten to. years, and you'll be forty, mate. It's not just me. You'll be forty. <laughs> All in 10 this years, will mate. be. <laughs> nah, nah, just you. <laughs> just me first for some reason. So lollipop chainsaw. No interest whatsoever. No interest whatsoever. Move on. Uh, okay. <laughs> on twenty second of June, Lego Batman Two DC Superheroes comes out. Very interested in this. I'm not a huge fan of the Lego games as such, but. 
This one looks like it's got enough packed into it. Mm-hmm. Seems that they learned with the last two or three Lego games, you need to have more than just that standard formula. And I heard that there might be a Lord of the Rings Lego game. There, I think there definitely is. Yeah, yeah so it's been confirmed. That'll be amazing. Amazing looking Lego. I'd, I don't know why I'd be more interested in a Marvel one right now. Probably just off the back of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm a Marvel guy over a DC guy mm-hmm. anyway. But uh, yeah, I'd say so. Because all the Batman Lego games, I don't know if, have you played? Yeah, yeah, I've played, I think I've played every Lego they're, game. They're more based on like the Tim Burton era Batman, mm-hmm. which is Aye. just an odd choice now Aye. of all times. It's, it's weird. Oof. Who's relating to that? Exactly. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man game comes out, the tie-in for the new Spider-Man movie. That looks interesting enough because it seems to be a bit more Spider-Man 2 in the GameCube. You know, it's like proper open world swinging around a city. It looks like they've got the swinging down and it's uh, PlayStation Move compatible. That's it, thwip, thwipping away, <laughs> snicked. All over the place. What about the movie? Have you seen the trailer for the oh, movie? You know, I've got no interest in the movie whatsoever. No? I just, I, I've, we've had Spider-Man. We've had Spider-Man already. And it was Spider-Man. But if you start thinking like that, right, mm. then when this Batman lot ends, mm-hmm. they must be thinking about going on to doing a kind of Justice League movie aye. at this point. They must be. Avengers just made, what, a billion? I bet they did that. make a billion, aye. Uh, so DC have got to try and copy that. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, DC haven't had anywhere near the amount of success. Marvel have had their own stinkers, and for a good while they had mm-hmm. their own. A lot. It was just stinkers that came out. And then they had things like Iron Man. It was Iron Man was pretty much the first proper good film, I think. Yeah. The uh, first one Iron people, Man was a total turning point. Aye, that's when it went. Oh, by, Marvel films are actually starting to be good, and they released a good slew of, you know, DC have won, like, the Batman series. Yeah. And that's it. There's no other good film that's coming, I mean, apart from maybe Superman in the 70s. Mm-hmm. and that's it so they, I think a reboot on all uh, probably not a bad idea it's just with Spider-Man we, we know the origin story of Spider-Man we know all this stuff yeah I don't want to have to sit through another no. hour of setup. I hate origin watching stories watching Peter Parker oh he's getting beat up fuck oh no Peter Parker you're going to be alright <laughs> oh he's getting bit by a spider god you can't survive those this one has the lizard in it though the lizard he was uh, the best villain from the 90s cartoon, cartoon oh. series that was on Live and Kicking <laughs> That's not, I think you'll find it was that guy with the mullet that was in the, it was like the guy in the wheelchair and then he became a big crazy mutant guy ah uh, yeah he Remember had him? kind of spikes that came out of the back yep. of his shoulders it was like I bet that's sore oh yeah <laughs> the Spider-Man series I think that's all on Netflix as well that is it is definitely you and uh, Spider-Man yeah. where he goes to a different world there's another is Spider-Man Unlimited or something Spider-Man Unlimited right. yes anyway this isn't to do anyway, games yes games still games. on topic uh, Metal Gear Solid HD collection comes out in the Vita <laughs> wow Fucking, I mention this because you love Metal Gear Solid. Is there a midnight opening for that? <laughs> Ooh, what a bitch. <laughs> this cat's got claws. <laughs> that is out on the 29th of June also. You're kidding. It's not a very exciting month, is it? It really isn't. Like S- Slim pickings. Diablo 3 came out. The other... Aye, everyone's going mental for Diablo, eh? Yeah. How? Have you ever Why? played a Diablo game? No. Have you played one? I'm bringing you into it now. I'm bringing you into this point. <laughs> People... Just before in the past, you nodded, you nodded confidently. Played with Diablo 2 before, eh? And it, it, was it good? A decent uh, it game? Not too bad, I mean, I get a bash. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually really good. I, was, I really enjoyed in. it. It was really hard, though. Yeah. Got, like, possibly quite close to the end of it and then just lost patience with it and never actually resumed playing it again, so... You'd be interested in getting the third one? I probably would do. I've not actually bought a PC game since, like, Galactic Battlegrounds for fucking... 
Star Wars, which was <laughs> many years back then. So, um, but Diablo was fucking good. So I don't think I'd even be able to run it. No, I definitely. I, I mean, had a bit of a chance. look at the specs, but I mean, I'd have to probably trade in my use of a laptop. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> upgrade a little bit. Uh-huh. It's, it's always going to be the problem with PC gaming. We're not going to go into it in a big fashion, but it's too hard to keep up with the technology. Last well, one, uh, I can recommend on live the PC. <laughs> Cloud oh, gaming. Speaking of which, right, uh-huh. we'll get on to things we have played this week. How about yeah, that? How about that? How about that? I gave uh, Dear Esther a go, not to just start Aye. off on the most negative point possible, right? Uh-huh. You shouldn't have done that. Exactly. I should have done that. <laughs> exactly. About 30 seconds into the game, I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> like, but the thing is, like, you get like maybe 30 seconds to maybe even half an hour, mm-hmm. maybe of, a, of like, an action FPS. You're going to yeah. get a good bit of walking about anyway. Like Syndicate, the start of Syndicate that we both played and enjoyed is kind of like walking about for a good bit. Mm-hmm. So I know what the rest of us. It's walking about for a lot. What happened initially, I don't want to give away any major spoilers here, but you, you awaken on a beach right. and it's lustery and you know Scottish looking almost. Nice. And uh, dilapidated uh, stone cottage mm-hmm. to one side of you. Right. So you wander in there and it's dark. <laughs> right? and you put on a flashlight that doesn't really light up anything it's heavy there and then you wander about that for a bit and right. then you don't know where to go and then you decide this is not for you and then you and turn you it off, off and you play central god bless anybody who can get through that game right? I really want to play I want it. to know what will, you would think I, of it I will play. it's only meant to be like two hours long or something mm-hmm. so I will try and play it it's basically you know this kind of heavy narrative really pretty game which is maybe the problem playing it on on life because mm. the moment you move you can't really it's not that pretty right. but anything. essentially you walk from one end of the game to the other, and things happen while you walk. Yeah, I mean, that I could be said about a lot of things, but I know what you mean. Yes, yeah. that is literally all that happens. Yeah, that yeah. you don't shoot or anything. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. and the story unfolds as you go. Well, um, So yeah, I tried out Dear Esther. Oh, best of best I know of Jerry Maguire tweeted about how much he enjoyed it, and it was cheap on Steam, I think, midweek. Jerry Maguire's a good guy, though, isn't he? He is. He's, he's a better guy to play that game than I am, He's I a think. better guy. Right. Than you. Anyway, first game that I've played this month, let me just go right into it. Yeah. Yeah, the first game was Awesome Nuts. Okay, yes. Awesome Nuts by uh, Ronimo Games it was seven ninety nine, but it was less on PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. And you can get it on PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Arcade. We saw this at Eurogamer Expo last year. Last year, yes. And we met up with Ronimo Games and they were they were the charismatic gentlemen that showed us through their game. I uh, so just um <laughs> jump here. Uh, to be honest though. I think it was about a language barrier. Well, maybe not just that. He also, not that he should know who we are by any means. Oh, no. But no. he just thought we were a couple of Chumps. plebs up well, there. Like, just we've got an appointment, bad. and the guy's like, so what? <laughs> Basically. Anyway, so Can we get a t-shirt? But even though we enjoyed it, we kept a close eye on it. Oh, that, they were the cunts, sorry, that said, um, I was like, you get any t-shirts? And the guy's like, yes, but probably not for your size. <laughs> and I was like, you motherfucker. I'll take a medium. Snatched out his hand. <laughs> Off end. That's like one of my mates. A boob trip. <laughs> so anyway, I kept a close... Hey, how I, is the game? I kept a close eye on uh, the development of the game because I really liked the look of it and how mm-hmm. it played. It's a 2D side-scrolling, sort of team-based mix of tower defence in a deathmatch game. Yeah. So essentially what happens is you start off at one side of the map and you have to get to the other side uh, the map where the enemy's base is mm-hmm. and destroy that base there's kind of points along the way as well yep. that are kind of heavily fortified that you make your way through kind of yeah to get by them you've got to like destroy turrets and stuff it's really I'm really enjoying it I mean it's really ni- the art style is really nice and vibrant cartoony and despite the voice acting is really terrible have you, have you played any of it at all? no no 
the voice acting is really terrible. Now, each character's got their own theme music and stuff, which is really cool when you're loading up. It's like you pick a certain guy, like the cowboy, and it's like this Western theme. The cowboy, I mean, right, I'm not saying there wasn't like black cowboys or anything, right? But this is a white cowboy character uh-huh. who has the voice of like Richard Pryor. <laughs> you should listen to it, like, you know, like Chris Rock or something like that. He's just like, ah, I don't believe it, man. Oh, right, I'm cowboy. And you're just like, that's the wrong voice. But um, apart from that, like, uh, there's a few different classes. Each one of them has their own special power abilities. Some are more suited to defense or offense. Some can, some are healers. And then you level up each after each game, as you'd expect in these multiplayer games, and you unlock new powers, abilities, characters. Um, but it's really, really good. I mean, there's only one game mode, yeah, which is get the other one's base and destroy it. So once you've done that a couple of times, what struck me about it, and what struck me about it when we're at Eurogamer, is that it looks like an iOS game. Uh-huh. It does, and it could easily be an iOS game. It looked, but it does. But it's on does PS3 look good on the big costs. screen. It's it's still vibrant enough and colourful enough to. I think it's a thing with these kind of games that it's it, it kind of harkens back to older style games. Yeah. So it almost looks as if I should it should you should definitely you could play Awesome Knots on the iPhone, but I don't know. There's something that it's playing it online is a lot of fun. I think this lends itself better to playing as a console game. But once you've got that one game mode and you've got all the characters, yeah. you pick a character, you stick with it, that's it. Every game's the same. Once you know the maps, it's the same level over and over and over and over and over again. Um, so there's no like capture the flag or anything, so it starts getting really old really quick. And it's a shame because it's well made in every other respect, and I just had to want to see it. it's going to end up fading away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tweeted to Ronimo Games saying, is there any game modes coming up? And they're like, no. <laughs> there's a new character coming. And I was like, well, that's so great. That, okay. But that's it. I mean, it's a great wee fun game. If they add more stuff to it, then I'd highly recommend it. For the first couple of hours, it's really good fun. If you can play it with a team of people you know, mm-hmm. it's even better. Because when you're playing it with strangers, they just barrel in and do what they want. <sighs> oh, oh, oh. A nightmare. Ah, fucking nightmare. <laughs> what about Syndicate? How Syndicate? Much, how much Syndicate did you play? I completed it. Loved the design of it. And it really remind, it reminded me of that like 90s... Or like Wipeout Designers Republic style of design where it's just all really like high well proper high design really you know just really nice chunky looking characters and stuff crisp really crisp right? exactly. I love the look of it especially the powers you used really tactical you know you had to actually think about how you were going to get through a certain mm-hmm. different enemies would require different tactics I'll take that guy out first I need to take that guy out you don't get you generally get that with funny enough the only thing I thought about was um, Bulletstorm that had a similar thing, different enemy yeah. types that you had to go, right, I'll take him first, and then I, that means I can get this guy. Uh, and it's just, people gave, you know, Bulletstorm a lot of shit for being so stupid, mm-hmm. when actually there was a lot more, you know, thought gone into it. But yeah, I mean, it's relatively cheap now, you can get it for like 20 yeah. quid. that's the reason why I picked it up. And um, but it does, I felt it did fall into a bit of a rut towards the end, with mm-hmm. the story made no impact whatsoever, for rebooting the whole thing like Syndicate, I really loved franchise and then right. having nothing that brought new people into it like it just happened all the stuff in the story just happened and uh, they kept on doing a thing where you'd go into a room and just and enemies would come in you'd kill them and you'd go right time to move on and then just another door will open mm-hmm. and just more guys spill in so you kill them and then another door opens you're like for fuck <laughs> can I just no go? no gonna no no just gonna just let me go? I liked it though um, I thought you know what I'm like with stories anyway. I do tend to just skip them straight away. So in terms of this, things like it not harkening back, I know what you yeah. mean about you know it should do something with a franchise of being given it. Yeah. But at the same time, it worked well as a game regardless of the story. 
which is sometimes oh, better than yeah, a game. I would rather have a game that plays well yeah. uh, with a shit story, uh-huh. but um, th- it just feels like this is the next. That's step. one of the better FPS I've played this year. Yeah, absolutely. I, t- I love the gameplay and mm-hmm. um, the look of the game. Mm-hmm. It's just to say, the, it felt like weapons were all really cool. You know, the, the good thing about the weapons as well was the fact that when you got a big weapon, it felt like an actual event. Like when yeah. you got the, like the big giant laser style gun, or if you got the mach- the, the uh, Gatling gun, and it cuts people in half. Yeah, and you don't get it for that long, but you feel amazing when you're shooting it. And you there's, think, nice, there's nice deaths in it as well. Really, I mean, it's a really, really <laughs> nice well death animations. Nice deaths. <laughs> it feels no, but it's a really well made game, and it didn't mm-hmm. seem to get much of a fanfare when it came out. Not at all. But I think they missed a trick in reintroducing a new generation to uh, an existing franchise. Mm-hmm. They could have done a lot more with the story and. Just it, it did just it was a sequence of events that yeah the story was just, just happened non-existent aye. 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 but yeah no I enjoyed it thank you for loaning it to me no problem at I'll all. take this opportunity to say thank you mm-hmm. I also gave you Darkness too yeah I didn't play that no. I played the demo <laughs> and even though I even I enjoyed the demo but then I think I got everything that I got everything I wanted from the game from that demo yeah like all the visceral deaths and shooting folk that game really got repetitive quick. Aye, I think I, yeah. I, I think I could probably just play the demo again. Yes, aye, that's more than enough. Absolutely more than enough. Uh, you get towards the end. Uh, unlike Syndicate, mm-hmm. you're dreading in our level being just patched on at the end of it. Aye. Whereas at Syndicate, I was like, I could go a bit more of this. Aye, well, Syndicate was fairly... Well, not short. It was, what, 20 levels? Probably mm-hmm. maybe six, seven hours or something. I really liked about Syndicate as well. At the end of it, it evaluated... Because it's all about kind of corporate structure and mm-hmm. uh, there's no more countries anymore. Each corporation... Is effectively a country in itself. Uh, so whenever you finished a mission, you work for one of these corporations, and you'd be graded like a performance review. Aye, at like, work. <laughs> it would be like you know your your appraisal. Yeah, your appraisal at the end of each round, which was quite a cool Maybe idea. Like your CEO or executive or mm-hmm. you know, middle management and stuff. Anyway, what else have you been playing? What else have I been playing? Uh, Resistance Three. Speaking of FPSs, ah. I stuck that in again. I got I've been picking up things for cheap. I really moment. enjoyed Resistance Three. It's it's good. Has a good strong opening to it. Mm. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens straight off the bat. You're like, what aliens they or do something? A really good job in setting up. Mm-hmm. You know, just set piece after set piece. Kind of. It's kind of leveling out at the moment. I'm kind of in the middle of the story, and it right. is getting a bit kind of sloggy. But as soon as it ramps up for the ending, I think yeah. it will all be very impressive. And nice. I think the Resistance games and again the weapons in Resistance games are always good fun. Oh, you know, absolutely. Like the Resistance do a really good job. All the games so far have done a great job of making the last couple of hours really exciting. Yeah, you're like, holy shit, fucking, this is amazing. <laughs> I love this. This is the stuff. Oh, it's finished. Oh, I wish there was more. Mm-hmm. And you know that's great. I mean, not many games do that. So, have you played any of the online? No. No, I haven't yet. And Resistance Online tends to be good fun, mm-hmm. so I will give it a bash. It's always a really good way of shooting people through walls. Do you still have Resistance Three? <laughs> no. God damn. No, mate. No. Uh, what else have I been playing? I've only got four games left on my PlayStation. I think that's been pretty much it. Well, let me talk quickly about a game I know you've played, oh. uh, The Walking Dead. That's right. The we Walking go. Dead Episode One. Walking Dead Eat One from Telltale Games. It was fifteen ninety nine for the full season of five episodes that are going to be coming out monthly. Uh huh. So we're going to focus on Episode One. Episode 8. I wasn't that bothered about trying it because I've got good memories of things like Monkey Island and Sam and Max from when I was wee. Yeah. But since then, I didn't really like Telltale's versions of Sam and Max or Monkey Island that much. And then games like Back to the Future Monkey and uh, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. they seem to kind of knock the nail in the coffin for them. But I like Walking Dead that much, you know, and I'm not a huge fan of these point and click sort of add the plunger to the whisk and yeah. apply it to the parrot and see what happens. <laughs> you know, I just want to... You know, play a game, but um, I like Walking Dead that much. I thought I'd give it a try. Yes, 
and uh, this differs from the previous Telltale games in the way that the, f- the story that kind of focuses it focuses a lot more on the story than other games. Mm-hmm. Your decisions cause the story to kind of branch out in different ways, and you meet different characters because of your decisions. You get to the main locations of the game at different times, and that means certain ca- the cast members will treat you differently and all that sort of thing. So you, you played it through also, yeah? Yes, I have also played it through. Now, this game, I, when I, I first put it up, uh. it doesn't... No, it starts off slow, mm. but it, it does that thing where which is just a bit of a bugbear for me personally, where you're just sitting in something and you can turn your head. Yeah. And that always bugs me. It's a slow start to a game. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as it did start taking off, I was immediately hooked on the story. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was totally bought in. Read a lot of the, I've read all the comics, I think, pretty much to date. Uh, enjoy the TV series. Mm-hmm. So this, this was a, a natural pick. I've played through just the once. I've very nice to people, mm-hmm. mostly. You can choose to be a bit arsey or yeah. a bit nicer. All the shocking moments in it were shocking. I had like proper, like, oh my God. Any of... heart-wrenching moment in it was quite emotional. Mm-hmm. It was a nice setup, and it looks great as well. It does look good as well. It's got that, that sort of uh, graphic novel, kind of self-shaded mm-hmm. sort of graphic novel look to it. It does look like, you know, it could be lifted from the page. That Motion albeit, comic. Albeit in colour. But it's still got that kind of point-and-click pl- point gameplay. You're controlling your character with the left stick, and you're moving the cursor around with the right stick. The controls are a bit wacky at times. It can get a little bit confusing if you're trying to move and select something at the same time, but you interact with all the objects and the people. The face buttons usually decide what you do, you mm-hmm. know. It's like triangle to look at something or circle to talk to somebody, that kind of thing. The main part, main crux of it seems to be the conversations you have with people. So you get in a conversation, you've got four answers based on the face buttons. Mm-hmm. And it's usually, you know, like tell the truth, tell a lie, be a dick, be nice. Basically. And you kind of <laughs> choose what you want to do. So, but it's timed, so you see the meter going down and you're like, fuck, I better pick something pretty yes, quick. Yes, uh, you have to be choppy about your decisions. Right, what am I going to do? And then you have to start thinking, what have I told this person before? Mm-hmm. I don't want to contradict what I've told them. And I, it's You just, have to watch your partner just in case. You really do have to watch your partner. <laughs> and you meet all sorts Somebody of different... Like, Snidey, you said otherwise. Well, they call you on it <laughs> as well. And the thing is, when you pick something, it'll say, they'll, they'll ask you something like, oh, who are you? And you pick an answer and it says, like, John will remember that at the top of the screen. And you're like... Oh, uh, he's going to remember that. Why does he have to remember that? There was a moment I came up against, and I think it was kind of get graded at the end, depending mm. on how your decisions uh, are weighed against everyone else that's played its decisions. Uh, and the one that I flip-flopped from the majority on mm-hmm. was because she knew something about me right. that I didn't want getting about. Well, that's it. Like, certain so characters th- know yeah, things about your past. But... When uh, my decision basically led to her, that person's death, let them be sacrificed because they know something about me. Yeah. Almost immediately they were replaced with somebody else. She's like, I know your secret. <laughs> and I was like, mm. that's she's, it. Actually, she's, actually, she's actually told a few folks about <laughs> it. Well, that's it. I mean, well, I mean, that would be better than just them going, now nah, I know. <laughs> well, conversely, like we'll, we'll get in maybe into that a bit later, but it's uh, when we got to that certain point where we talked about the decisions we'd made and who we'd saved, mm-hmm. and that was the one we differed on because I saved the other. Essentially, what will happen in the game is you get told, you get given a choice. Yeah, something will happen. Zombies will burst in, grab two people, and you've only got time to save one. And it's like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Like, oh fuck! And, it's and some t- of them are pretty brutal. It's like aye. either save you know this guy or a kid. Aye, exactly. And you're like, well, you know, God, God, right, okay. So you've got to pick quick, and then uh-huh. when you do, you know, you have to deal with those consequences mm-hmm. and deal with the consequences of the people who are around you as well. Because I played through the game twice, changing my decisions on both. And it's wild how different they are. Yeah, it's crazy. Just been like even that like character showing up that I, in the second playthrough that one in my entire first playthrough. Really odd. Maybe worth going back for another round. The only thing is, as you say, the, the start is so slow mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to go through all this again. Yeah, because the first maybe 
half hour, forty five minutes, exactly the same. Right. You can change the name. You can change some of the things you say, but it doesn't have an impact. Exactly. I like that uh, those characters from the comic series and the TV show mm-hmm. in it, but out of time with the TV show, so they'd be headed off. Yep. And then that's where they'd run into the main cast of the, the comics. Aye, there's some nice tattoo and you can go, oh, look, there's Glenn or whatever yeah. from, the, from the thing. The other thing I liked about it, you're kind of charged in the game, uh, irrespective of your decisions, you're given this wee girl to take care of, mm-hmm. uh, wee Clementine. And there's moments you really do feel like you're genuinely taking care of her. You know, you have to check in with her occasionally. Make sure the she's got something to eat, yeah. things like that. First time I didn't give her anything. Because I was like, she's like, I'm a little hungry. And I'm like, well, that's not really hungry, is it? <laughs> I'm just keeping this back to my... harsh, dad. Bye, but fucking life, life in the apocalypse, mate. Like, you can have something to eat, because I had like four energy bars in my pocket. And like, trackers? That's it, four trackers in my pocket. And I'm like, well, you can have one of them when you're hungry, but you're only a wee bit hungry. So when you're actually hunger pains, I'll give you one of these. You've got a quarter of a tracker. Exactly. <laughs> There you go. It's the one with the chocolate chip. But it adds a new dimension to it, and it's something I've never, never really felt in a game before. Like, actually... Oh, I better actually go and check on her. Yes. Or, right. Like, if you've been doing something and you... I've not actually checked on her in a while, I better go and see how she's doing. But there is the standard point-and-click frustration that I don't like. Things like, there's a point in the game where you're kind of trapped behind a gate and you're like, I need something to smash that window over there. Yeah. And there's a brick in front of you just but outside. you can't reach the brick. And you click on it and it goes, I can't reach that brick. The guy's beside you, aye. two foot away from it, just... I've got an axe. Sitting back. I've got an axe in my inventory that I could also use just to scoop it along. Mm-hmm. But no, won't let you do that. You have to go through all this rigmarole. It's the standard kind of point and click thing that just, just bugs me. Uh, I don't mind that. I'm quite. I'm, I like point and click adventures, well, so I don't mind. Even that, like that. moments like it was like a remote control, and it's like you need the remote control to turn on some TVs. Mm-hmm. You open a drawer, there's a remote control, and then you can't take it. Yeah. But then you look at the TV and it's like, wish I had a remote control. I know I can pick it up. Why couldn't I pick it up earlier? <laughs> and does he not remember the fact that he just saw it in the drawer? Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Small wee things, but it doesn't really think. But, there's a but at the same time, if you kept the hold of the remote afterwards, mm-hmm. you could use it on the door, the gate. Uh-huh. And you'd just be like that, point at it and press the button. The other guy's like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, he guy's like, oh, I'm, just, I'm just messing about. <laughs> but there's some fantastic tense moments, moments you're forced to make these snap judgments. I've not really experienced anything like that in the game. You're like, fuck, what do I do here? Genuinely, what do I do? I don't have any mm-hmm. idea wh- who, who to choose. For three ninety nine for the episode, can you really whack it? It's two, great. It's about two hours long and... Of an episodic title, because I've played a couple of them, mm-hmm. this is the best episode yeah. one. I, from everything I've played of Telltale this is the one like mm-hmm. story wise I'd love to see what they do with this in the future um, so we'll see how it progresses it gives me hope though and um, I can see in the future I can see down the line once we start to get to really know these characters it's going to create some big high impact emotional moments imagine that wee lassie dying or something don't exactly don't imagine well, her just, imagine her fucking snuffing her lid I'm already worried about <laughs> starvation <laughs> The, stuff. the other thing quickly I was going to mention was Pixel Junk Racers second lap you playing so many games you're off this week I I'm keep off forgetting this week. Um, I bought it you got so much time to enjoy yourself there's only 79p on Playstation Plus I like all the other Pixel Junk games like Monsters and Shooter and Eden mm-hmm. so it's an overhead racing game but it's like Skeletric yeah. it's like slot car racing it's just you, pick, you kind of use the trigger to go and left and right switches uh, tracks that you're on really really good for, like, for 79p it's like, a, it's like buying an app on you know Mm-hmm. The Apple Store, but it, it's, I mean, it's really, it's not deep, but I could see my, I've played that for hours. <laughs> it's just really, really good. What's the music like in it? Music's, I don't know, it's pretty, the, the voice acting's terrible, but the music's okay. It's like forgettable. It's, I'm not whistling the tunes Wait later. For a Pixel Junk game. But yeah, there's just loads of different game modes and fun stuff to do and things to unlock. Um, yeah, Pixel Junk does it again. Well, why don't we come back in two seconds after some exciting noises? 
Discussed. So, Gavin, before we get heavily involved in the sex chat, exactly. <laughs> uh, how about we talk about some of the big news that's been happening recently? Absolutely. In video games. Big surprise, the 3DS store is still pish. <laughs> still terrible. <laughs> that isn't news, Gavin, that's no. old. Uh, it's still very expensive and rubbish. Right. But on Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo announced for the eShop there's going to have two new Pokemon titles. I thought I'd bring this up. I saw these, yes. Yeah. Uh, one is a pro version of the current free Pokedex, which we'll is going to tie that. in with Black and White uh, 2 that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Another is Pokemon Dream Radar. Exciting. Which uh, I'm building up to be this augmented reality Pokemon that you've always wanted. Yeah. But will just probably be one idea over and over again. Yes. Until, uh, until you know, that's people get sick of it. It looks like capturing Pokemon using augmented reality with 3DS camera in real life. In real life. So you'd like see, you'd be looking at your kitchen table and there'd be like a fucking polywirl or something on it. <laughs> a dig dug would come out of it. Exactly. Like, Holy shit, get out of my fucking table. A dig dug. <laughs> a dig dug. A diglet. A diglet. Yes. That's the one. I like the look of the, the virtual reality, the virtual reality one, the augmented reality one, but it's not going to be anything particularly special. Well, I mean, I, what I, was I, the name of the one that came out in the PSP? It was like Pokemon, you wee monsters that fought each other, you got a wee camera for the top of it. Dick Robots, it was called. Dick Robots. Uh, that didn't work that well. No. I, I Good mean, idea. This is going to be catching them, and that's it, I think. Because that's what Nintendo really liked to do. You go, check out this. Cool, what happens when you catch them? Nothing. Yeah. You've got them. That's that being it. said, at the same time, if I'm playing it, mm. and I'm wondering about my living room, and then I see a mouth, I probably will go shithouse insane. Aye, well, that's it. It's worth it for maybe that. <laughs> um. It's there, Louisa. It's there. Boot it. <laughs> Boot it, grab him. She's clawing it thin air. And then the Pokemon that you capture do transfer into Black and White 2. Yeah, yeah, it does, it does fit into it. And so. I'm glad that, although there isn't going to be a 3DS Pokemon game at the moment, mm-hmm. they are adding extra stuff into it for 3DS. For 3DS, yeah. That's that makes sense. almost good enough. Also, keeping on the, on the 3DS mm-hmm. and uh, Nintendo news... Sexy news almost, yeah. Oh. Um, Heat me up. President Iwata, Nintendo's president, he was talking about what went wrong with the Wii and 3DS launches and how they didn't have the software in place, but they still seem to expect people to buy the console anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, they actually came out and admitted that. Like, we didn't have the software, but we're kind of confident people were just going to buy it. Yeah, uh, you can... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think they could have said that with the, the Wii, but... Yeah, with the, three, the 3DS. The 3DS, and, yes. Um, the Wii was a bit of a gamble, surely. So he's saying, like, here's kind of where it gets a bit sexier, right? <laughs> right. It's a direct quote. It says, once, once consumers have a notion that this system is not for us, we've learned it's extremely difficult to change their perceptions later, which I agree with. Mm-hmm. Therefore, in promoting the 3DS and the Wii U, we have announced that we would like we would like width and depth to coexist. Oh. Right, which I think is a really good thing, because they understand <laughs> the two things are completely different. Is that the sexy bit? Yeah. Right. <laughs> width and depth, come on. But they understand the two things Most are separate. Width being a big, you know, a big mass appeal mm-hmm. and depth in their games. They understand yes. that those are two separate things that need to coexist and need to have a handle on. A handle? Oh, <laughs> um, with the Nintendo DS and the Wii, the approach of width was well accepted by many people. However, we did, in terms of depth, it wasn't satisfactory for most consumers. This nope. time, we'd like both consumers to be satisfied in both. <laughs> you nearly went in a George Takai voice there, didn't you? <laughs> no. Let's see them hold up to it. 
I'd love to see them hold up to it. I'd love to see them still be able to bring out games that I enjoyed. I, don't, I can't think of any. Nintendo get, take a pounding for it because their window's so long before there's anything really oh. good in the big catalogue <laughs> there to involve yourself with. But there's no good console lineups, launches. No, no. There's there's none, very, there never very, has been one, I don't think. Hmm, I, I, I'm sure there must be one or two games that you'd be like, that's alright, but nothing stellar. Nothing no. really, this is a must-own yeah. uh, lineup. But in ter- well, Nintendo, they have those big franchises that they're not genuine. I mean, a game they, they announce games, and it's years before you see anything off them. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what they're going to do, what their long term plans are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, their lunch lineup lineup is often just lies. Uh, speaking of Nintendo <laughs> franchises, <laughs> lies. <laughs> speaking of Nintendo franchises, here's something a bit of a not a rip off or a carbon copy, but close. Uh, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Ooh. Have you seen this? Um, for all intents and purposes, a Sony version of Super Smash Brothers. Mm. And last time we discussed the Cartoon Network version of Super oh, Smash Brothers. Yeah, I was just—I was going to—I've got that down later. Slew of these games. Uh, the launch trailer makes it appear very similar to Smash Brothers characters from games like God of War, Parappa the Rapper, Sly Cooper, Twisted Metal, Fat Princess. They're all duking it out on this 2D plane. Now, I enjoy Smash Brothers a lot. Mm-hmm. I do like Smash Brothers, but I forgive a lot of the shortcomings of the game because I love all the Nintendo characters. But apart from maybe like the Fire Emblem guys that are in there, yeah. I love pretty much all the characters in Smash Brothers. And because Smash Brothers is such a simple kind of game... It lends can, itself well to the, yeah, yes. the lightness of the characters. Exactly. Um, I don't think you'd get that same level of enjoyment for the Sony version, because I mean, apart from like maybe... I don't know, like no real attachment to any exclusive Sony character outside of maybe... Team Ico games or that game company games. I don't think they're going to have the flower flower as a character in this. <laughs> some wind. Aye, some wind. Uh, who, who is there? Nobody. Crash no. Bandicoot. No. Um, um, maybe Parappa the Rapper, but even then that's a fucking tenuous link. I think that's only because it seems like Parappa the Rapper would fit quite well in a mm-hmm. Smash Bros. game. Yep. Plus there's no, I mean they say that there will be third party characters in it. Like maybe like Nathan Drake or something. Right. But still, even then, I don't understand where this is going. I mean, Nintendo, obviously, they've got the established characters, and they might, you know, might say oh, it's unfair because Nintendo's got such a larger uh, time frame. Mm-hmm. You know, but the, the original PlayStation came out 17 years ago. Yeah. Like, the PS1 came out. I was looking that up today. I was like, how long has that been out? Fucking 17 years. It's been... That's older than my wee brer. <laughs> there's uh, certain stables of characters that can pull off games like this, mm-hmm. and there's ones that can't, and this is one that can't. Well, <laughs> That you're being awfully rough. I'm rough. So is that everything from news? It would appear so, Philip. Well, why don't we head over to Earth 2 mm-hmm. for everyone's favourite podcast within a podcast, Game, Game of, of Phones. Phones. Welcome to Game of Phones. <laughs> This week is a special edition, mm-hmm. due to seeing this is a sex episode yep. from one of Big Digit's local whorehouses. Now, we're not supposed to be here. No, it's a bit hush-hush. Because we swore the really, really, really dark blue. <laughs> when we took the really, really navy blue oath, we said we'd never touch another woman, but here we are, knee-deep. Well, they said we never can touch a woman. Oh. So that's how I'm going to get around this. <laughs> Come here. Before we get rattled into some of these local goodies. These local dudes. Uh, <laughs> why don't you hit us up with your Game of Phones choice? Let me tell you what I've been putting Now, obviously here on our duties, mm. uh, we use a lot of uh, equestrian equipment, a lot of horses and stuff. So I decided I'd try and see what the virtual world could offer. Nice. You know, get me, get me, you know, 
get my head in the game, as it were. So I decided to get my horse. <laughs> <laughs> and how is your horse? My horse is fantastic. Uh, Geshkast is the name of the horse. It's imaginative. Uh, yeah. <laughs> getting the name, getting the brand out there. Exactly, that's it. Um, I'll brand t- awareness. Talk about that in a minute. But it's a strange mix. It's like pet care, sim management stuff, and like social networking all combined in one game. And it's free to play with microtransactions, but that's, that's the norm these days. <laughs> eh? Eh? Um, I downloaded it because on the App Store, it's like the stunning graphics section. It was mm. at the top, and it had like 9,000 five-star ratings. <laughs> I came across this a while ago, I think, and uh, put up a picture on Twitter when I found it, because yeah. it had so many positive five-star reviews it's like for a game called My Horse. My Horse. So, I, I typed up a big synopsis for the game. Mm-hmm. I've sc- written it down on some scrolls. And uh, what goes on, what you do. But then I realised pretty quickly that going into the, that kind of depth on this show is probably a waste of time for everyone. <laughs> Especially in a game called My Horse. My Horse. So, it's as much, but it's much more entertaining, well-crafted and fun than I expected. And it's definitely worth a look. But the two things I will say about it, it's very easy to be cynical about it because it's very geared towards the whole monetising the whole experience mm-hmm. so at times you know you'll try and do something and it'll be like well you know you've not got enough money for that yeah, everything's very expensive in the game but you have to take ages to earn it or you can just buy it with coins through the store or if you want to skip a certain portion that might take they'll say things like you want to do this task come back in half an hour or you can use a gem and you can buy gems or you can earn them very slowly in the game but I'm really enjoying just like you'll do something then it'll say come back in half an hour and you go cool I will mm-hmm. or come back in a day it's much more manageable times than like did you ever play Tiny Towers? Mm-hmm. Yep. Where that was every five seconds. Yeah. And the thing would come up. This is just like come back in like eight hours. Yeah. You can we'll be fine. Well, that's it, and it, it makes it fresh because if it was constant like Tiny Tower, I got sick with that, sick of that really quick. Mm-hmm. My horse, it's quite cool going back, check my horse, all give him a wee clean, clean out his paddock, and it's all these little mini games, and they're all. I mean, it's the same three, four mini games over yeah. and over again, but you do them so infrequently it doesn't really become that repetitive and the other thing is the social aspect of it which is making me feel a bit creepy we're no idiot here we, idiots here we know the target market for this game is young lassies absolutely yes and the game rewards social interaction like if you, you visit, lassies and uh, men of the dark blue yeah men of the dark blue really 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 dark navy blue <laughs> but the game rewards your social interaction by saying like if you visit someone else's horse you can get you know a prize or a gem or something if you visit three people have a certain amount of people on your friends list you'll get rewards and that's where I start feeling a wee bit creepy because you just have to just like send someone a gift and I'm like yeah okay so I'll send you a, maybe send you a gift and then it's saying like oh um, you need to send it to another three people on your list and people just add you and it's like you know Carly 1999 <laughs> or you know Carly 2003 and you're like I'm under no illusions here I know that's the year they were born <laughs> so you know I'm like sending like presents online to girls that are maybe like 8 or 9 years old so I've, I haven't done it I've not quite plucked up the courage to do it yet because I imagine there's going to be the, the police at my door at some point you will have the police at your door so yeah it gets a little bit weird but apart from that really really fun well made game makes you feel like a bit of a tool playing it so you don't, I don't generally tend to play it like in public it depends how much you love horses do you love horses? I guess. I love my horse. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> uh, I have been playing uh, Pandemic 2.5. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're quite excited about Pandemic. I like the idea of killing the whole world, mm. especially with a virus of oh, my man. own creation. <gasps> it's available from the App Store for... I don't actually know the price. I'm sorry. Uh, On the name of... From Dark Realm Studios. It started out as a kind of browser-based game. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and then they've made a transition over iOS games. Basically, you start off, there's a, a world map, and you get given a country to start from, mm-hmm. and you have to assign traits to your virus to start off with. Okay. So you can pick between like bacterial, viral, and uh, I think it's like a third choice. A third choice. <laughs> uh, and then give it traits so it can survive in heat, it can mm-hmm. survive in cold, it can survive in moisture, rich environments. Okay. Uh, symptoms, kick off a couple of symptoms. And the idea is to infect the whole world, but you have to balance off how quickly your infection spreads with how visible it is. Right, okay. So if it's too visible, then they'll immediately start working on a vaccine, mm-hmm. which will stop it spreading any further. Okay. But if it's not lethal enough, mm-hmm. then people won't die from it and they'll just yeah. um, start up by immunity. Up yeah, exactly. So you watch this virus slowly bleed across the world map, watching airports and ports shut down around it and try and infect all the countries. One of the main goals is to get a foothold in like Iceland and Madagascar. Yeah, because it's really closed off areas. If you want to get the whole world, you have to be really considerate to how you're going to get your virus to spread to that world before it's shut down. Quite a cool idea. There's not an awful lot to the game visually. It's basically a big world map with stats. Mm -hmm. But it's still good fun, and each time you play it through, it is a little bit different. Cool. It's enjoyable. More visually interesting than, say, Champ Manager. Aye, but only just. It's only not just. a million miles away from that level of <laughs> interactivity. Uh, it'd be interesting to see where they take it. The sheer fact that it's a 2.5 makes me think that there must be a 3. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it's called 2.5, it means yeah, they'll definitely be working on 3, mm-hmm. where you become the virus inside people's bodies, shooting big antibodies with a big gun. <laughs> Kicking them through blood cells. <laughs> exactly, into the, the blood street below. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Well, that's, that's good. Short but sweet. Short but sweet. Why don't we get far S- then? Speaking of which. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's time for some sex, both here and back in Earthland, so why don't we hand back? Hey, hey, hey. Don't you, you hold your horses? What? We've got the most important thing in the show to introduce. Oh my goodness. You nearly forgot. A whore has just handed me <laughs> a message. A rippled Johnny bag made of leather. <laughs> and written on it. <laughs> it's a message from Jerry. <laughs> Hang on. Let me read this to you all in his voice. Out here near the wall, the weather can get pretty grim. Like every hardy man of the north, we use umbrellas when it gets particularly bleak. Ebony umbrellas as dark as night that keep us looking fabulous in all weathers. Anyone who's tried to wrangle an umbrella on a windy day by the wall understands the difficulty of bracing a very flimsy thing against the odds. And that's what new game Dummy Defence is all about. It is our task, dear northerner, to protect Melvin, a bright yellow crash test dummy, from a variety of forces that threaten to wallop him. We have no swords or shields to protect him. Instead, we're given... And blue lines that look like Meccano uh, crossed with lollipop sticks. Mm. The aim of the game is to assemble these lollipop sticks in such a way that we'll withstand an incoming rock storm or an onslaught which can include a bomb going off, a car compactor bearing down and a giant hammer poised to wipe Melvin out. Each bit of Meccano costs cold hard cash and we have a limited budget for each level. When you've built your side excuse for a shelter, you hit the play button to kick off the scenario and that sets off the bomb, or kicks the car crusher into motion. If Melvin survives, great. If he doesn't, it's back to the drawing board. The flimsy structure can be set to show a heat map of stresses and strains that helps you identify which bit let the side down first, allowing you to tweak your design or scrap the lot and start again. 
The game can be a real beast at times, when you feel that only four foot of concrete can save Melbourne from disaster, but the blue mechano lines can always produce the goods, you just need to figure out how. Despite having absolutely zero audio in the game, although this could be my phone, Dummy Defence feels well put together and is extremely compelling. It's got 25 levels of play and each stage mixes the formula up a little, including variations such as designing a structure that ensures that Melvin's evil doppelganger catches the heat instead of our man Melvin. It is set up perfectly for gaming on the go, as it remembers your last design even if you quit mid-move. And you will quit mid-move as some of the stages make you feel like a right moron. In a good way. You'll want to come back to do it properly. Satisfy your inner engineer by spending 62 pence on Google Play or 69 apple pesetas if you're an iOS kind of person. Jerry there with another exciting slice of Android life. What a great guy. Thanks very much, Jerry. Jerry, thank you. We're going to head back over Earth 1. going to hand back the staff. Of pleasure for <laughs> this very special sexy episode where here they're going to kick off some chat about... About intercourse? Intercourse. See you next time. Goodbye forever. Ka-ka! Thank you very much to the alternate versions of ourselves in a parallel universe, really? watching us all from the evils of the top. It's no word for the north. <laughs> <laughs> up, up there. The very pinnacle. It's very good. It's very good of them to do it every single time. Mm-hmm. You know, they've mm-hmm. not missed a trick. No, I have not indeed. And I do understand why they've snuck off down to find the pleasure of a woman. And big digits. <laughs> well, we'll keep that to ourselves. Exactly. Keep that under your brim, listeners. Anyway. Well, Yes, the time is coming now to discuss our main theme, our new thematic thing. Thrust, thrust. Oh, exactly. Speaking of thrust, <laughs> as we say, we've decided to have a little theme. Um, so let's get right into it in a section that I like to call Pillow Talk. Now I don't care if you play Call of Duty, and I don't care if you play in Shamu. Oh, I just wanna get with you, baby. I just wanna. Fuck ya, and fuck ya, oh no, oh. You've been busy? I don't, I've been busy by downloading GarageBand and spending five minutes on it. <laughs> that sounds great. I hope you keep up this standard of good songs for every theme. I'm going to have a wee song for every theme, I think. Nice. Depending on what the theme is for next time. So how are we going to kick off this, this chat about sex and lies in video games? Sex in games has always been used. Mm-hmm. You know, Sex has always been used in video games as a selling point. Uh, you know, bringing in those unwashed masses, rubbing their jennies together. <laughs> Because you've got like obviously your older games, you've got. I mean, you've had like sex text adventures. Yeah, I'd you know, say that's where they probably started out. Is exactly. Going like, do you want to rub that boob? No. Why? Uh, you, you rub the boob. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it is done. Memorable games, right? We'll go this way. Memorable games you remember mm-hmm. with with that involve sex. Yep. Um, Hit me with a couple. First ones from my childhood, at mm-hmm. least, were uh, things like the original Golden Axe. Right. Just women cutting about in a, in a bikini. You'd be like that. What's she doing? All scantily clad, loincloths and stuff. I remember the cover being like this painted cover. Mm-hmm. Again, like... With big, a medieval babe on it. Big medieval babe. And you'd be like, that's sexy. I mean, that... Duke Nukem 3D. Duke mm-hmm. Nukem 3D was packed with shit like that. Stuff like... Just like, you know, strippers and, you know, women showing up on big projector screens. Just like, why are they there? Why are they there? Titillation. Titillation, exactly. And that's what this is all about. 
big polygon boobs. <laughs> you know, like, um, if you ever, I mean, you're playing, uh, like, Tomb Raider as a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you ever find anything sexual about that whatsoever? Well, this is the weird thing about going backwards and forwards along with the kind of technology as it runs. Tomb Raider had tits. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. Yeah, big but triangle But they were effectively, I just... Big polygonal. Polygonal, triangular titties. Yeah. Stuck on a, a fairly plain-looking character. Yeah. But it was, it was big news at the mm-hmm. time. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And the whole Lara Croft thing really took off and those models and she was on the front cover of magazines and things like that. Yeah. It was huge for a while. It was, and I think that's the, the first proper breakout, like, check out these boobs and bum. Yeah, it was the first time that a character was really genuinely sexualised. Ah, uh-huh. oh yeah, completely. I mean, as you say, having, like, models at game shows and stuff, dressing yeah. up as her and pervy guys like us, like, yeah, hello there. Like sweaty sausage fingers. <laughs> uh, for me personally... Uh, the first kind of experience I had with sexual content in video games would be playing Leisure Suit Larry games mm-hmm. on the PC. When so I, I never really them. played them that much. They were basically uh, point-and-click adventures, you mm-hmm. know how much you love them, yep. with a kind of body sexual element uh-huh. to the back of them. I've seen things like, you know, you have to, you have to buy condoms. Mm. I remember when I was really wee, uh, not knowing what condoms were, but playing it, <laughs> uh, I knew that I had to buy one, but I didn't know no, it was a condom, was. so I wrote down the word that I knew I had to use. So uh, there was a wee scrap of paper beside the giant old PC, yeah. tiny PC, as it was back then in the in the kitchen, just saying prophylactic, <laughs> written on a wee bit of paper, and I must have been about, I don't know, how old would I have been, 11, 12? Yeah. Uh, so I left it there one night, came back down the next morning, my mum had ripped up the bit of paper and put it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> but I got that Johnny bag. But I mean, these are, it's a way of um, almost legitimising or adding a mature aspect to a game. Like a game, like a more modern one, like, like Heavy Rain. Yes. That just shoehorned in a lassie going into the shower. And you're like, well, that's just life, man. She's in the shower, eh? Yeah. And you're like, why does she need to be in the shower? There's an element of, I try to create the illusion of a more mature game by yeah. inserting some form of uh, sexual content, but at the same time, it also falls flat on its face. Because mm-hmm. video game seems to be the only form of entertainment that's constantly trying to legitimise itself. Yeah. It's still got a bit of a ways to go in that respect. Yeah, but at the same time, right, you make, let's say, Heavy Rain's legitimate example of it, where they're saying sex is going to be an element in this game which is going to help you form a bond with other characters in it, Mm -hmm. but it's still just as redundant as a Duke Nukem where there's just a set of flapping titties on the screen. Well, that's it. There there could be any number of ways for us to relate to a character. I mean, I relate to you, but I've never Mm. seen you in the shower. You know, I don't need to see these characters' tits no. in order for me to go, yeah, I actually quite I relate to them now. It just It's definitely, for me, one of these things, like, how do we make this a bit more of a mature title? Uh-huh. How do we make this seem like it's legit? Better writing. Because yeah, you've got something like Make Walking sure your story Dead, makes which sense. you instantly mm-hmm. grew an affection for the partner character in that game. Yep. Uh, and there was no sex involved well, there, that's thankfully. A, aye, thankfully, aye, that wee uh, did not get them out. But the sexual element for me mm-hmm. in Heavy Rain didn't add anything no and in no way did it titillate me either no no yeah. not at all it was like watching grim russian porno <laughs> it's like watching you know it's like your old auntie going into the, like there's nothing in the world to <sighs> sandra <laughs> get out of there <laughs> um the other thing from my childhood that i really remember was uh, a friend of mine the velvet glove mm-hmm. had a game called metal and lace Ooh. which was a PC uh, fighting game slash adventure point and click thing going on as well so like in between your point and clicking, you would have fights right. with these like big anime, big 
boobs of women. And it was all, you know, like, pic- you know, you'd be rewarded with pictures of them in revealing costumes. And, and, like, I mean, it was a terrible game. I think it came, I can remember it coming on, like, 12 floppy disks. Nice. Floppy disks. But, uh, yeah, I remember that at the time, being like, you're playing it, and that one of these things where you're kind of looking over your shoulder, just in case his mum came through. Mm. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> gosh. Well, um, but it hasn't changed. I mean, if somebody walked in and you playing Heavy Rain, mm-hmm. at the sex scene point yeah. in that, or at the shower scene point in that, You'd still feel as ashamed of yourself. Yeah, being, exactly. Being caught playing this dirty game. Well, I mean, it's the difference between games. Like, if you're obviously someone comes in, you're reading a, a dirty book, mm-hmm. or you're uh, watching a film that's got a sex scene in it. Yeah, not really that bad. You'd be like, that's just part of the film. Because there's no element of participation or interaction. Exactly. I'm, I'm making this lassie have a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's that, and there's the games where. That it'll stop and have a quick time event. Mm-hmm. That's that's almost even worse. Yeah, because you know you're thrusting with the sticks, <laughs> or you're pressing a button in time with emotion or orgasmic noises. It's really something. Bad. Th- something remains really pervy about it that I don't think they're ever going to be able to shift. Well, I mean, there's that, and then there's the really not even trying to appear mature mm-hmm. aspect of things like Soul Calibur. Yeah, where there's just like I just women with a big flappy boobies. Flappy boobies. And let's not forget the men. No, you know, not at all. All very, all. very similar. Like, all, I mean, every guy in every game is some big rip macho topless guy. Yeah. So I mean, absolutely, but that seems to be a lot more uh, wish fulfilling. But <laughs> I, I, there's an element of that to it as well. There's something to be said for uh, holding back in certain regards. Mm-hmm. I understand it more in a game like Saints Row, mm-hmm. where there's an element of uh, yeah. Daft sex, because but that well, but se- ha- the whole se- game rings true it, to that. Yeah, the the whole game is a this say body big you know sexual adventure adventure game. Aye. You know, um, sex plays a heavy part in that game from the start. But just to kind of shoehorn in, if, if there wasn't anything like that in Saints Row, mm-hmm. there was just a scene where you know some women got her boobs out or something. You'd be like, that's a bit odd. What about games like uh, RPG style things mm. like uh, Mass Effect or Dragon Age Two? Yeah, well. I mean, I had my first gay relationship in Dragon Age 2. <laughs> and, you know, I boned that guy. Uh-huh. Uh, I felt quite accomplished in doing so. I think because Dragon Age has... It does have sexual stuff in it. Mm-hmm. But even when it got to the point where you got to the sex, there wasn't anything involved in it. You weren't controlling it. You weren't... You know, it was just like laid down in front of a roaring fire and that was in it yeah. fade to black. Fade to black, a couple of hours pass, you come back into the game. It left, your, left to your imagination as... It should be, I think. You know, mm-hmm. making it too graphic. Yeah, yeah. Plus the fact, even I think, if they had a proper like guys going at it in a computer game, even in this day and age, would have caused a big uproar. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, game marriage is enough to cause a massive uproar yeah, in some games. Exactly. Now I've got a few questions that I want to ask you, Phil. Okay. About sex in games, rumbling controllers. Right. Have you ever shoved one up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't as yet. I don't think. Have you ever used a controller as a sex aid? As a sex aid. Uh, <laughs> No, no. I've, maybe I've fallen asleep and it's been rumbling away on me and I've been like, ugh, and it's influenced a dream, possibly. <laughs> I'd go as far as to say that might have happened, but no, I've never been tempted to stick one up Mars. You would think uh, some of the, the, the shapes, the form factors of the game controller, controller especially. Or the N64, but I didn't, oh, I did have a rumble pack. Uh, I tried, yeah. <laughs> the attachment. Uh, what, what was, uh, was it Res mm-hmm. that came with... Uh, a special rumble pack attachment that you could kind of sit on, force feedback. Yeah, there was certain, like you could put certain controllers, you could like hook up enough controllers and how to massage areas off Your you. Body. Well, I mean, that's another thing I didn't even thought about. The, uh, there's a lot of those massage apps on the, uh, on the Xbox Live Arcade. 
right. a lot of games that are just like love love machine apps where you go in and you just open it up and it'll just make the controller really vibrate. You can set it to like maximum vibration. Really? That's all it does. And it's meant to be a massager. <laughs> all it really is is a secret dildo. <laughs> Top secret dildo. A hidden build. What's your next question? The other one was... <laughs> really hard hitting questions. Is it true you caught your dick in the CD slot when playing Night Trap on the Mega CD? <laughs> is that true? <laughs> that is true. I heard that from your brother. <laughs> I was trying to insert myself deep into the console. When I was uh, writing up my notes for this section, obviously we thought it just... Well, the only reason we were doing a sex thing is because we think it's funny. Uh-huh. Uh, but at the bottom of my notes I've just wrote, what a horribly thought out piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that until just now. What's the earliest memory you have where a computer game gave you... Legitimate titillation. I can tell you exactly which, yeah. which one it was. <laughs> the first ever that I had was during the, watching it back on tape of the Games Master Go special, <laughs> which sounds weird. I mean, before that, you'd seen things in games like Duke Nukem 3D and uh, and whatnot. You'd see the women, and mm-hmm. you wouldn't know, quite know how to process it at that time. You'd just be like, "Oh, that's a woman. Oh, oh, enough. Oh, quick. Oh, get her away from me, Mum, Mum." Games Master Go special was a show that was on uh, a, a games show that was on, and had, this was a special version of it, which came on at, like, late at night, too late for me to stay up and watch. Past half ten. Past half ten. Right. So I taped it, and the next day I watched it, and uh, it had, you know, it was the gore special, so it was all games like Mortal Kombat, Primal Rage, but they also had a sex section Ooh. of, like, the sexiest games. So I remember it was, like, the mega, there was, like, a mega CD game, and it was at one point this woman got her boobs out. And I remember being like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it moved, Mum. Bless it. So when you pause that section, uh-huh. pause it, remember what it was like pausing a VHS. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're getting like that static moving screen, coupled with the fact there's an FMV playback from a Mega CD. <laughs> Essentially, I was getting titillated by what was some pink blocks. <laughs> Not much more than like Lara Croft's big polygonal tits. <laughs> uh, was that enough? It was more than enough <laughs> for my first experience. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's an odd situation to think like that was oh, a lot to Dominic Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> the way things are progressing though, with games looking more and more kind of photorealistic, mm-hmm. the the childish element is obviously falling away to mm-hmm. the wayside. You can't disguise a ga- sex in a game as you know daft fun if it's yeah. beginning to look like porno. Yeah, well, I mean, starting to look like real life. We're starting to see, I think, a shift away from the big boobed heroine. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be just like every woman in a game had massive big boobs, you know, gorgeous women. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're starting to see a bit more of a shift backwards now from that because I think they realise that there's a lot more women playing games these days. Yes. And the fact that it just won't fly anymore. Really just having your, like, like the woman that's in the new Gears of War, they made a big point of this, there's a, you know, there's a woman on the, on the squad now. And you're like, well, that's not really a big deal, is it? You know, it's a woman on the squad, you know, but she's not this big, busty... Yeah, you know, hey boys, she's a woman. <laughs> she's a party patrol. <laughs> she's part of the party patrol. I'll tell you what's telling, right? Mm-hmm. Miranda from the Mass Effect games. Yeah, Miranda has possibly the most perfectly rendered arse. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely bum in video game history. They couldn't get her face right. Mm. Do you not think that's quite telling? Yeah, her more face. time is spent on the arse than on the face. Probably easier to do an arse though. Eh? I wouldn't say so. <laughs> I think they spent a lot of time on that arse perhaps an unjustifiably large amount of time yeah. on that arse I've still got to finish off in fact I'm, I'll tell you what I've still got to finish off on this one just wait till the end of the episode please uh, but um, I think the, the Mass Effect in terms of that I think I'm kind of not, I'm not bothered with Mass Effect now mm-hmm. I see that I'm not a 
huge fan. I was enjoying the second one at a point, but then I got really bored with it. So I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. But the promise of a nice arse. Yeah. It's doing a lot for me. I know, I know. You know, Mass Effect's another one of those games where you can, you know, choose a sexual path with mm-hmm. one of your comrades yeah. as you go. But again, it just seems throwaway. At no point does it actually help create any form of bond. I don't see how you can legitimately try and say that sex, interactive sex <laughs> in a video game is okay to justify a bond with while simultaneously you're shooting thousands of people in yeah. the face but you're not having any kind of emotional bond with that aspect of no, it. No, it never comes like this, like Nathan Drake. Yes. Shoot as many guys as you like, shoot hundreds of men, mm-hmm. kill hundreds of Stone men. Stone Cold Dead. And then they're like, hey, we quip. Uh-huh. Kiss me, baby. <laughs> There's no, you can't have both. You can't have your cake and eat it. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if you could, off the top of your head, mm-hmm. you think of some of the sexiest females in video game history. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the Tigress Flame from Golden Axe, uh, Meryl Silverberg uh-huh. from uh, the Metal Gear Solid series. That was always good to stare at her uh, big flat face in, in her the first pants. Game. I said you just stare at her until she blushes, which uh-huh. I always thought was one of the best things in the game. No, I'd say I'd say if I had to pick uh, all the women in the Metal Gear games are fantastic because mm-hmm. again they're not archetypal big strapping women. Mm-hmm. You know they're usually like you know more realistic. Some of them are crazy, like big blonde crazy women. What about yourself? Uh, I made a short list here. Spank list? Spank list. Misty from Pokemon? Oh, aye. Yeah, all the women from Pokemon. You worry about her being a bit young, mm-hmm. but she's old enough to hold a gym licence. Exactly. She runs the water gym, so she must be old enough. It's Pokemon Spank. and the Pokeballs play. Jesse from Team Rocket? Yes. I had a bit of an infatuation as a younger boy with Jesse from Team Rocket. <laughs> Nurse Joy. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Jenny. <laughs> and... Uh, I kind of had a split from my number one, mm-hmm. which was either Bayonetta, mm-hmm. who was one sexually fueled woman. I find Bayonetta to be slightly disgusting. Ah, but at the same time, she's wonderful. She's got these big daft legs, big amazing arse, and her suit's made of weird leather hair. Ah, weird hair. She'll fly off her when she's doing attacks and things like that. And uh, the ginger lassie from Dance Central. Oh, I remember totally. her. I do remember her. Aye. The ginger lassie <laughs> from Dance Central. <laughs> Isn't it weird though how you can distinguish these things? Like she's hot, she's not. None of it's real. Right, none of it's real at all. It's all. I mean, I always think with these things. Two ginger see... birds in mind actually. Misty as well, ginger. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um, <laughs> love those redheads. I always think it, it does always cross my mind when I see something like a like Miranda's ass mm. or a fucking picture that somebody's drawn of you know Misty going at it with Ash Ketchum. <laughs> Irrespective of how titillating you might find that image I always think some guy's drawn that uh-huh. I mean it could have been a woman probably nah, wasn't probably not probably, probably it wasn't not. you know when you see like Fred Flintstone fucking and <laughs> Wilma with pebbles going at it and you're like who the fuck's drawing this don't bring pebbles into the mix man but she's a teenage pebble so it's alright <laughs> but you think who's taking the time to draw this and who's getting off on it Mm. Well, there's got to be enough of an audience out there. It just makes me think of the guy like, yeah, <laughs> just slevering over the John boat. Pen in his willy. <laughs> in the interest of fairness and mm-hmm. gender equality, Gavin, yep. most attractive men uh, in a video game series? I'd have to say Solid Snake. Yeah? All the men from the Metal Gear Solid series. <laughs> You've got a real thing for Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Barrett from Final Fantasy. <laughs> I just got as far as Nathan Drake. Yeah, Nathan Drake's pretty pretty hot. Like, yeah. lol. <laughs> but he'd do. He'd do, exactly. Well, I mean, he'll do for me, Nathan. 
the fact as well though, when you, you pick these, you see a nice lassie and you're like, oh, she'd be a nightmare to go out with. Nathan Drake would be the ultimate nightmare because he's just a psycho killer. <laughs> I mean, if he was like Yoda, my fiver or something, he would just shoot you through the head. <laughs> Doesn't care. Moving forwards, mm-hmm. where do you think sex can really go in games? Uh, more vibrating chairs. Yeah. Definitely more vibrating uh, gaming chairs. Eggs, love eggs. Love eggs, gaming love eggs. Come in package with Kid, Kid Icarus 3. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely down to the style of the game. I mean, if you've got like a Conan game. Yeah. Sex can play a, high, a big part in that because it's a high, big part of the universe. Mm-hmm. If sex is a big part of your universe from the start, then I think it's okay. But shoehorning it in, like Heavy Rain and things like that, just take me out of it completely. You know, I'm, I don't genuinely play games for sexual titillation. No. There's plenty of other in- sensory in- input for sex out there <laughs> on the internet, like- books, you know, films, anything, music. Music? Yeah, you could listen to like Grace Jones, Slave to the Rhythm, <laughs> pound one out. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, th- I don't necessarily play games. If it's going to be a legitimate entertainment source like everything else, mm. it should be able to incorporate sex. Theoretically, yes. Theoretically, but that that interactivity of it is always going to create a barrier. Always makes you feel a little creepy. Gonna, I mean, take what was the the witch fondling game that came out in the DS oh yeah I don't know I can, uh, just witch fondler witch fondler which was basically just rubbing and tickling uh, high school girls yeah until you revealed whether or not they were a witch a winner and you know the motion controls maybe not so much but take the the Wii mm-hmm. with it's it's basically a big DS yeah the input lends itself to a greater degree of interactivity yeah I mean even with the Kinect these things and anyone that uses it first mm-hmm. will just be like oh couldn't you just left it alone? <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I mean, even like it's only a matter of time before you're mashing someone's boobs with a connect. Aye, basically, you know, rub a dub dub, rub a dub dub motorboat. <laughs> but that's central, I hope. I mean, I'm not. Uh, again, it's not something I'm that bothered about in games. It's just I think I find it very interesting that people use this to promote their games, like Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive have people on their team dedicated yeah. to making the boobs jiggle. Yeah. Like, that's their job. What's your job? I make the boobs jiggle and dead or, dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a brilliant job. But uh, Soul Calibur, the Dead or Alive series, mm-hmm. Dead or Alive Volleyball, whatever it is, where yeah. it is just taking pictures of girls in bikinis as they jump. Yeah. Basically the premise of the game. That's fine, because that's the premise of the that's game. A big and you can go out and you can buy that game if you want that game. Yeah. But trying to insert it in other games yeah. for the sake of... Trying to make an attachment to a character which isn't really going to happen. Trying to see look how mature this game is. The element of maturity, I think that's the biggest. It, well, it kind of almost point. goes in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're just look how mature this is. It looks like you're like the fifteen year old trying to be like, look at me, look how mature I am. And you're like, check this out. You're a dirty bastard. <laughs> what would you, if you could create a sex scene in the game? How would you make the player interact with it? I think it has to be the Dragon Age way, man. Come to bed with me face to black just as you lay them down on the pillow and then in the morning they're like that was magic <laughs> that was the best thanks for that I'd I can't see the interaction ever being a thing like the only thing I really thought was funny was in Central uh, 2 mm. when you did the hoe div- hoeing diversions yeah. or whatever it was and you just take them into a closet and you would just it was like a sort of a you had to find the sweet spot in the sticks exactly yeah. and that was it but there would just be noises and it was played for laughs Yes. In no way played for titillation. Uh-huh. But things like that I find funny and that's cool, but actually that like if you're moving the stick back and forward to thrust pull faced approach to it, yeah. Uh-huh. That's uh really for first off, really not creative in uh-huh. any way, shape or form. And I just really immature and 
bit creepy. A bit creepy. Uh-huh. I could see people getting off on it. I could see maybe playing it for the first time and laughing. Uh-huh. Being like, ha you got this, look, I'm controlling <laughs> this guy's buttocks. <laughs> but, yeah, just odd. I don't know how I would go about it. I mean, do you have any, what would you do? I don't... PlayStation Move, up your bum. I, yeah, get the mic out and then you have to kind of kiss at the mic and <laughs> blow on their neck, stuff like that. <laughs> what a great idea. Thanks. Blow on their neck. <laughs> blow on her Ooh. neck. <sighs> Maybe just a noise element would be good for an activity. You kind of have to reach climax. But, ah, ah. <laughs> Is that what you do when you reach climax? Glug, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is more revealing than I thought. <laughs> I don't think there is a sensible approach. They should, it shouldn't be in, in hypersensible games. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It doesn't add a, a mature element. It is just purely titillation. That bit, again, Harry Rain, when she's dancing up on the table for yeah. the guy, you're just like, oh, this is creepy. Aye. It's like your, like your grand being Aye. like, I'm going to turn him on. <laughs> You're like, oh, grand, Owen. <laughs> I say it all or nothing. I want to see full penetration or not at all. Or not at all. <laughs> but I mean, don't get me wrong, after like in Dragon Age 2, for instance, right, it was a gay relationship mm. that I was in. But the guy was like, right, cool, let's head back. And I felt genuinely like I'd accomplished something because the guy was like, I ain't going to bed with you. Mm. And now he's like, sure, I'll come to bed with you. And you're like, you actually feel like you've accomplished something in game. You've got a character on side enough yeah. to bone. And then it was like in the morning, he was like, move in with me. And I was like, amazing. <laughs> this is going too fast. This is going too fast, mate. It's just a bit of fun. But it's like th- that in a way because you were working towards it. Mm-hmm. You were like, I want to get this boy on side. So a goal, ah, exactly. A goal so through the game, you eventually you know wore them down, and you did it, wore them down, and you eventually <laughs> did get you know uh, something out of it, I guess, because they were like you know that was their that's your partner now in the game, mm-hmm. and that felt like you'd done something rather than just going to like a in-game whorehouse <laughs> brothel. These things are normally always linked with an achievement as well. Mm-hmm. Ah, you used, <laughs> I think I did get an achievement. When ah, I, you have successfully boned uh, imaginary. Imaginary big guy. <laughs> it's it's very odd sex. But I mean, you understand why it's there. It does sell as a target market that it's good to reach out to. Yeah. But you cannot say that it is a mature approach to anything. No, no. As I say, I don't play games. It's for just this. as base in one game as it is in the other. I don't see any distinguishing factor. Well, on sex that note, video games. <laughs> on that note. This unstructured conversation will come to an end. <laughs> Look, man, how about we fuck now? Yeah, well, I think that's what we should do. Listeners, the next 30 seconds is going to be... <laughs> oh, my neck, my neck, my neck, my back. It works, it works. <laughs> well, thanks very much for listening through that, if you did. Oh, good on you. Um, we just want to say thank you very much for downloading the show. Yes, thank you. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter... Yes, you, you can, can do so. At Geshcast. Mm-hmm. You can send us over an email. It's teamgesh at geshcast.com. It is indeed. And you can check out the website. Geshcast.com. We don't put anything up on it anymore. We've really, we've really slacked off on the articles recently. Well, you know, what can you do? Nobody's reading them. Busy, busy. <laughs> busy, busy. No time to write. Uh, next month, going to be E3. Yes, it'll be our E3 preview show. E3 I guess. preview, or probably at, maybe even after. I oh. guess like at the start of June. Is so, it? Yeah. Uh, excellent so we'll be looking at what the kind of big three have got to offer for the year as well as the other studios Mm -hmm. around them a big E3 special probably and uh, more news on the Wii U if anybody is excited about that (laughs) Wii yawn more like (laughs) oh Uh. going into E3 do you think there's going to be any major announcements I would think I've got a horrible feeling it's going to be a really 
boring year. I think last year's was so boring. I think last year's, like, Sony or uh, Microsoft didn't really show anything. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think they can go two years. I think uh, Microsoft at the very least showed exactly what they had to offer, which was about five games. Aye. Well, that's, I mean, we are now, <laughs> officially, we've dropped the Xbox completely. The platform is gone. Yes. From our sphere. Which has not been considered that most games sites and whatnot will use the Xbox for all the stuff. Yeah, but we seem to have gone the other way. <laughs> uh, that's that's the way of Geshcast, mate. Yeah, we go the other way, the opposite direction. <laughs> um, so thanks very much. Thanks to you, Phil. Thanks to Jerry mm -hmm. and Earth Two for his game of uh, phones, Android, and uh, we'll see you next episode. Absolutely. Ta-ta for now. Viva la raza. Bye. Bye. <laughs>